<laughs> yeah, and I hate Jamal Charles. He's <laughs> terrible. Welcome to the Bull Rush. This is episode 41, and I am Ty Miller. Tonight, no Frank. I'm joined by Scott. What's up, man? What's going on, man? Not much, dude. You know, this is, uh, it's kind of strange not having Frank here to, you know, talk about bourbon and whatnot, so. <laughs> it's going to be a much more sober show, maybe. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> we'll you're, you're over there drinking an energy drink. I'm drinking water. Oh, but man. Uh, The older I get, I'm 36 now. Just ten years ago, five years ago, even I would wake up from a nap, and I just get up, I'd do my stuff. Now I wake up, and I am I'm just groggy and exhausted every time I wake up. <laughs> you gotta pop your back, stretching out. Yep, putting on your slippers. Oh, getting old, man. You know we have a guest here, and he's drinking an alcoholic beverage. It looks like just a little something, something. A little something, something. We have Fake Pig Skin Rider and host of the Angle of Pursuit podcast, Kyle Robert. What's going on, Kyle? Not too much, guys. Thanks for having me on. Frank said he didn't want to be on the show with you, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he was on my podcast a couple weeks ago, so after showing him up, he did bow out of this one. <laughs> Frank's been on, I think, twice. Ty's been on, like, three times, so. Kyle's a, uh, a Titans fan. A fellow yes, sir. Titans fan. <laughs> Good week to have two Titans fans on the show to talk about your new uh, backup lineman. Oh, dude, I can't wait for this dude. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> you see his PFF rankings? It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking like six, seven linemen at a time on the field. Like, just put them all out there. So, obviously, we acquired Dennis Kelly from the Eagles for Doriel Green Beckham. How do you feel about this, man? Well, as somebody who just purchased a Doriel Green Beckham jersey around Christmas time <laughs> and have worn it, I think, twice in front of uh, no games, it's been fantastic. I can't say that like I'm blindsided by this trade. Obviously, I, I thought they would give it a little more time than a season, season and, you know, whatever, a week or two. But, you know, he if he's not picking it up, they brought in Rashard Matthews. They clearly like Tajay Sharp. Kendall Wright's still there. I mean, it's just they have a bunch of guys, and if they feel like this guy is doing more harm than good and they want to ship him out, I, I guess that's what they did. Yeah, that's basically like when I was watching the game, I was, was kind of keeping track, kind of trying to see how they thought or what they thought about their wide receivers. But they kept hot, you know, just hodgepodge, missing them, mixing them up, and pretty much everybody played the first quarter. The only two that played late in the game was Trey McBride and DGB. You know, now I'm like, well, maybe they were just trying to showcase DGB. That uh, absolutely feels like it. And, you know, I forget which podcast I was listening to today, but they were talking about, I think it was the uh, Living the Stream pod. They were talking about DGB and, like, you know, if they were trying to motivate him through the media and whatnot, that, you know, maybe they use Kendall Wright, maybe they use Rashard Matthews, but they're saying this kid, Tajay Sharp, you know, is taking your role and he's going to be the starter opposite Kendall Wright and opposite Rashard Matthews. And I just, I guess that that was the final writing on the wall and they were ready to move on. 
all off season. It's been <laughs> bad news coming out of camp, and you know everybody wants to chalk it up to coach speak, but when they're saying he's inconsistent and the same problems have been there since day one that he's still having. I mean, that's really bad. <laughs> and, yeah, when you're using a fifth rounder to motivate your second rounder, yeah, there's something up with that. Or they just felt bad about uh, after DeMarco Murray's permit, so they felt like they need to give a little more to the Eagles. <laughs> a little gift back. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about a little dynasty perspective here. DGB's value is already kind of starting to slump. Now, you would expect it to maybe dip a little bit at first, but how do you think he actually should hold up in Dynasty for the Eagles? I mean, do you think it's going to bump back up, or do you think it'll keep sliding? Uh, I, I think it'll probably dip a tiny bit, but I think it kind of comes back up a little bit. I think if you look at this team, you're looking at it from a long-term value perspective. You know, they have a young quarterback. Hopefully they can get everything figured out. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is still there. They have a young tight end, Zach Ertz. There's pieces in this offense that, you know, isn't that much different than what Tennessee was kind of doing. And if you believe in Carson Wentz, if you believe this offense is heading in a good direction, DG Beam, I mean, if you're going to buy him at any point, now is the time to do that. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I'm looking at the, the fact that he went from an open competition wide receiver core in Tennessee to another one in Philadelphia. I feel like he really has a chance to uh, supplant Ruben Randall. Uh, yeah, even even if he makes oh. it, you know, I don't even Have know if he's going to make the final roster. I know, but I'm just saying, like, DGB was terrible in Tennessee. Yeah. If that translates to Philadelphia, I mean, that that could be a problem. But I do think that his dynasty value should increase. How bad would he have to be to not displace Ruben Randall? Ugh. His ADP has to drop a ton. In August ADP, he was still going 32nd wide receiver, 44 overall. I'd be shocked if he's not more like 90th, you know, like 9, 10th round yeah. or, or later in ADP come next month. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. I, really. I, don't, I don't know that it is going to rebound until he actually puts up some numbers. I think people are already a little scared, and now people are going to need to see some production before they take shots. Yep, yeah, I definitely think that's going to end up being the case. And, you know, on the flip side of that, you have Richard Matthews and Tajay Sharp truthers fighting it out to who's going to be the, the, the wide receiver to own in Tennessee. Yeah, I, I guess I, I don't see him falling quite that far. I still think the people that like the athleticism, that like the size, that are interested, you know, maybe it does dip during the preseason, and then if he gets any sort of on-field time. I mean, he already played in tonight's game, and he just got to Philadelphia. They, they brought him in for some red zone packages. So the Eagles clearly like him and clearly went after him, and, and it looks like they're planning on using him quite a bit. What would you trade for him? If you're in a dynasty league right now, if so, if if someone threw a 2017 second at you, that's that's like an auto except for the second side, right? At this point, or or does it make you think? I, I'd probably I'd probably give up a second for it. it. That's right on the border, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's a very fair offer. Yeah, I, for yeah. for me, my teams, I'd probably take the second, but it's really close. Maybe it isn't as auto except as I just mentioned. Yeah, I mean, if someone wants to throw me a first, like, here, you can have them. Done. Oh, um, God, yeah. But, What's funny about this whole situation is how many people on Twitter have come out of the woodwork saying they didn't like DGB now. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's exactly how it happens. you got to have your hot take to any news. Yep. Do you guys think this affects Nelson Aguilar's dino value? If you're looking at what was said about DGB from the Titans standpoint, the Eagles are kind of saying similar things about Aguilar. <laughs> Really, I mean, it's—I don't know if oh, yeah. it, it's necessarily a shot at 
Aguilar, them bringing in DGB, but I mean, I don't think it's a good thing. I, I would be more concerned about the coaches, what they're saying, how he's not standing out, how he's just a guy out there. Well, to, to let you guys know what we're going to be doing in this show, we're going to be going through some Vegas lines for the uh, like over-under win totals for each team. And then Scott has come up with some prop bets, basically, player props. Before we get into that, Scott, you want to say a few words about a contest for the SFB? Rate and review us on iTunes or Podkicker or whatever app you use, Stitcher, that allows you to rate and review us. We'll try to find those rate and reviews. And at the end of every month, we're going to give away an SFB spot for the next 10 months leading up to the 2017 SFB. So if you've already done that before, you are in the running. So go do that and good luck. Yeah, if you're not using iTunes, you know, I use an, uh, a separate Android app. Just take a screenshot and send it to at Bull Rush Podcast. That way you make sure we get to see it. So let's move on to the Rush Wind Lines Edition. Scott, you want to take it? Okay, sure. The first part we're going to do here are uh, season win totals for the 32 NFL teams. thought we'd go through them. I know Kyle and Ty and I like to do a little gambling. <laughs> yeah, I may or may not have bet on several preseason football games. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. The the win lines are up. You can bet on them now. So we'll just give you our takes on them. I think we'll start going worst to best. So Cleveland Browns have a line at four and a half. What do you think, Ty? Four and a half? I'm going to take the over. Kyle? Uh, yeah, I'm going over as well. I love this offense. Hugh Jackson's coming in. I mean, all you have to do is win five games in order for it to go over, like 5-11, and 6-10. and 10, That feels very, very fair. You're both over <laughs> on the Browns. I am over as well on the Browns. I, I don't think by much, though. I, I would be shocked if they win seven, but I could see five or six. 49ers, five and a half. Mm, man, that Let's is double right. these up. 49ers and Titans are both at five, at five and a half. I'll take the over. We can combine the wins for both teams, right? <laughs> no, I'll take uh, I'll take the under on both of those. Okay. Yeah, I think it's gonna be about five wins max. Yeah, I'm gonna go under on both of them as well. Just the the quarterbacks. If the quarterback situation in San Francisco wasn't so horrendous, um, I, I could see things getting better with with the you know Anthony Davis being back and the defense looking pretty good. But I, I think it's gonna be a long road for for both teams. The 49ers are one of my favorites for having the worst record this year. So yeah. I, I would take the under on them. And the Titans, I hate that 5.5 because I really feel like they're probably a 5 or 6 win team, but more than likely a 5 win team. So I'll take the under as well. I was just surprised the two Titans fans you know, both took the under <laughs> there. Well, real quick, I mean, they obviously want to run the ball. The problem is their defense looks pretty bad, and I'm not sure they're going to be able to run the ball. Eagles at 6.5, over under, guys. Under. Way under. Way under. Definitely under. This is the worst team in the NFL. Yep, this is, this, is, this is the other team that I think could be the worst team. I know that we have some Eagles fans listeners that are probably not happy listening to that right now, but man, <laughs> I... But I they do. just got DGB. They're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> let, let, let's just say that this is a team that is looking at starting people like DGB and Ruben Randall at wide receiver in a passing league and starting Sam Bradford. Yeah. Chase Daniel. I mean, Rough. okay, seriously, would you rather start Chase Daniel and Sam Bradford or Colin Kaepernick and Blaine Gabbard? Christian Ponder, man. Christian Ponder. <laughs> 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 yeah, when Thad Lewis going down is like the end of your season, you know you're in a world that hurt. 
I find this next one interesting. I will do a couple double up and stuff. The Lions and Dolphins are both at seven. I'm taking the over on both of them. Yeah, give me the under on Detroit. Uh, I think the the passing game is going to be really nice for fantasy owners, but in, in terms of wins on the field, uh, I just I don't see it with this team. A lot of garbage time. Maybe they're this year's yeah. Jaguars. Yeah, I think that's they're they're uh, they're definitely in that class. And then the Dolphins, I'll go. I'm gonna go under reluctantly. I think eight wins is probably their ceiling. So give me the under on them. I am perennially bad at predicting the Dolphins because I'm I don't know why I'm just always way too optimistic on their team. Like I always feel like their team has some kind of upside that never turns out. So I am going to side with Kyle. I'm going the under on both of these teams. So this is the year. Run to run to your Vegas casinos and and bet the over in Miami because yes. <laughs> Scott never gets the Dolphins right. Now here's a log jam at seven and a half. As it is every year, I feel like seven and a half every year. There's like ten teams. This year there is nine teams listed wow. at seven and a half. So obviously the Los Angeles Rams are one of them. <laughs> so <laughs> let's go with the Falcons and Bears first. Well, the Falcons are going to win the Super Bowl. So to do <laughs> that, they're going to have to take the over on that. And the Bears, I'm going to say, hmm, man, that is a good line. I'm going to say Quillen is listening. Yeah, I'm going to say seven wins, so I'm going to say the under. Yeah, I'll take the under once again on both teams. Um, you know, we talked about the Jaguars 2.0. I think the Bears could be in that conversation mm. with Kevin White and Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, a lot of late touchdowns, a lot of late yards, but uh, yeah, I, I don't see either of these teams winning eight games. Gosh, we are really, really on the same page with a lot of these, which is not good. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm with Ty. I, I think the Bears are, are probably a seven-win team. They're one of those teams that I would not be surprised if they somehow squeak out eight or nine wins. I just wouldn't be. But I, I would bet, that's and that's what we're talking here, I'd mm-hmm. bet on them being a seven-win team. And the Falcons, I'm probably going to take the under on the Falcons as well. Okay. Let's go on to a team we've mentioned like four times already, the Jaguars and the Jeff Fisher Rams, <laughs> both also at seven and a half. What yeah, give me, give me the under on both of those. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ty. Give me the under on both of those. Oof, man. The Jaguars are tough for me. The Rams, I, I'm with you guys. I, I think we're talking seven and nine. I know Jeff Fisher said on Hard Knocks he didn't want to go seven and nine, but I think that... <laughs> <laughs> I think going six and ten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I can be. The, I can see them being six and ten too. I'm just. I'm. I'm gonna go the under on the Rams. I'm. I'm gonna go against you guys, and I'm gonna go with the over on the Jags. I think they're really? so much, so much more improved, and they're gonna squeak out some wins. And in this passing league, I think, man, if. Green or Marquise Lee can end up being a nice slot weapon for them, mm-hmm. and they got those two receivers, and uh, Julius Thomas plays the full year, and that defense we all know is improved. And Man. Yeldon and Ivory. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and they can run the clock a little bit more. There's just a lot of optimism for me there. I, I think they'll squeak out eight wins. So, Plus they okay. play the Titans twice, so that's always good. <laughs> right, guaranteed. <laughs> Give me the over on the Jaguars. Next, we got the Saints and the Jets. So yeah. this this one kind of surprised me seeing the Saints at seven and a half because I think I feel like they're more more close to uh, nine potentially ten wins this year. So I'm gonna take the over on the Saints and damn it, I'll take the under on the Jets. 
So I'm going to go under on the Saints. Their schedule is really tough. I was just going to say that same thing, Kyle. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) They have Arizona and uh, Carolina and uh, Denver all coming to their place where they traditionally play well. They head on the road to Seattle. Tough game. Yeah, their schedule is just brutal. I think offensively they'll be really good. Their defense is still a problem, and, and that's... Yeah, that schedule. I there, I can't I can't find eight wins. I'm gonna go the under on the Saints, but eight would not surprise me. The Jets. Oof, man. Give me give me the over. Okay, I think I'm gonna go under. Just just looking at this schedule, I, I'm gonna go with seven wins for the Jets. Okay. They're gonna triple this one up. Chargers, Buccaneers, and Washington. Okay, so I'm I'm thinking the Chargers are a playoff team this year. I'm going to take the over on the Chargers. I'll take the over on the Bucks. Ah, man, the Redskins. I'm going to say the under. Yeah, uh, Chargers, I'm definitely going under. I still think they have too many holes. They have offensive line that needs issues. Uh, I'm with you on the Bucks. Give me that over. And uh, last year was not a fluke for your Washington Redskins. I think Kirk Cousins is legit. I think they brought in another weapon. I think 9-10 wins and a playoff appearance is definitely in their cards again. This is really tough for me because I really like the Chargers. I really like the Bucks. I think they're going to be over. I think the I think the Washington is going to be over. And I agree with you, Kyle. I don't think it was a fluke. And I don't think Cousins is a fluke. Chargers, the, the thing is their division, man. Mm-hmm. That is such a rough division. I like the Chargers, but the division is just so rough. And what they do well is what their division defends against so well, too. The, the defensive backs, the defense for Oakland in general, the defensive backs for Kansas City and Denver, man, I am going to take the over super optimistically, <laughs> but I am, I, I'm not laying a bet on this one. I'm definitely no confidence in that one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, with the Chargers, you gotta you gotta figure Melvin Gordon is going to improve. I do agree their offense. Will he score a touchdown this year? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think over, <laughs> I think I saw the over under on Melvin Gordon's touchdowns at four or something like that. Four. four, four and a half, four or four and a half. Yeah, see, I think he'll beat that. But I mean, now they have Travis Benjamin and Keenan Allen, and of course the goat James Jones. And Tyrell Williams. Uh, Antonio Gates is back. I mean, I don't know. I, I really am optimistic about the Chargers. I, 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 love I, agree, I agree with their division can can really uh, defend them well, but I also think that they're going to have more firepower than they le- did last year. Yeah, yeah. They, got, they got a guy that can take the top off, unlike last year. Yeah, yeah I love that I love that offense, but they lost Eric Weddle to Baltimore. I still haven't figured out what they're doing with Joey Bosa. I just have too many questions on the defensive side of the ball for me to make them a playoff team. All right, let's uh, move on to the Bills and the Giants, both right at the eight marker. So you have to predict them to either be a seven-win or a nine-win team here. Hmm. Wow. Okay, so I'm going to say under on the Bills and over on the Giants. Yep, totally totally yep. nailed it. Give, yep. me, give, give me under on Bills, over on Giants. Wow, the amount of confidence we're all displaying on this one is <laughs> scary, but uh, that's a, that's exactly how I have it, and I actually I'm not even that hesitant on it. I don't think the Bills will win eight games, and I think the Giants could win nine games. Very, very, very good chance to win that division. Uh, so, and Ravens, with the first pick of the 2017 draft, the New York Giants select. <laughs> <laughs> Eli That's Apple's right. brother. <laughs> oh, Frank. Yeah. Tom Tomato. <laughs> 
should be Banane or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're, we're getting into some good teams finally. We got, let's do up, let's do up the Ravens and the Texans. Ooh, okay, so they are at eight and a half. All right, so give me the under on the Ravens and the over on the Texans. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, I like the Ravens. I think they're a little bit better. I think, you know, in terms of stats and all that good stuff, they'll look like a better team, but I and I, I can't find nine wins for them. And, and with the, I'm with you on the Texans. If I don't like the Jaguars, I don't like the Titans. Nine, ten wins for Houston is very much in the cards, and they're going to be running the ball and playing good defense and winning a lot of games. Yeah, if they if they can look even remotely like they did the last half of last year, they they could be a really good team and compete to win that division. Especially now that they have a better running game and possibly a more a uh, more solid starter at quarterback, at least someone they're committed to, without the you know weekly ins and outs of switching back and forth through quarterbacks and just sticking with one person. I, I think that that could really help. Um, yeah, that was ridiculous last year. But I want to ask you guys, are you worried about J.J. Watt? I know he had that back surgery, but this guy is a machine. He always comes back stronger than ever. I'm not sure how to feel about that. I'm not worried about J.J. Watt at the moment. I guess there's a slight amount of concern, but I'm not, I'm not, quite, I'm not quite worried just yet on J.J. Watt. Uh, yeah, I'm with Scott. All right. <laughs> Raiders are at 8.5. Broncos are at 9. The Broncos won socks. Trying to protect a ten-win team, especially especially one with possibly Sanchez as a quarterback. Ugh. Yeah, I'm taking the under on the Broncos. Yep. <laughs> and eight and a half for the Raiders. Man, that is. Oof. I had to be really optimistic to take nine wins for them. I'm gonna say under also. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take under on Oakland. I'm gonna take over on Denver, and I feel pretty Balls. confident. I'm, I'm saying uh, they're gonna win. They're gonna win 11, 12 games and be one of the best teams in the AFC. Wow, you have you have more balls than me, but Peyton Manning was awful last year. I know I know Denver has lost some defensive pieces, but that defense is still gonna be ridiculous. And yep. their running game should be decent still. I, I'm taking the under, but uh it's one of those that, like you said, Kyle, I don't think they'll be one of the best. I don't think they'll be a 12-win team, but it wouldn't shock me. If that's how it turns out, it wouldn't shock me. I'm also taking the under on the Raiders, and I hate doing it because I really like the Raiders. But yeah. I think they're, I think they might be one year away from being that 9-10-win team. I, th- I think that this is kind of like the Vikings two years ago, you know, mm-hmm. where we're just a year or two away from, from actually getting to that point. Yeah, well, they're really kind of very similar to the Chargers. If you look, just look at their team build right now. Yeah, I, I think their defense is much is way better, better. Way much, better. Much, much well, better. I'm saying offense. I'm looking at offensive yeah. weapons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think well, and that's the one thing that like made me hesitate to go over because I think their defense is good. I think their offensive line is exceptional, and if they can run the ball, play really good defense, they could win ten games in that division. Um, but yeah, it's just I like I'm with Scott. I think it's just one year too soon. I think they're gonna have to come together this year. Be, lose a couple games like they lost in Chicago last year, um, and and then next year is when they'll make their jump and and become in a like a serious contender in the AFC. I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to that because I like a lot of what they got going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Cardinals and Bengals, both at nine and a half. Yeah, give me the over on the Cardinals. I think that's uh, a potential Super Bowl contender there. I, uh, I was surprised when I saw nine and a half on that. I really was. I thought it'd be like ten and a half or ten at least. Yeah, and I'll uh, I'll take the under nine and a half for the Bengals. Give me the under. 
Yeah, I'll take the over on Arizona. I mean, with St. Louis and San Francisco in your division, I mean, that's four wins right there. They can scramble six more together pretty easily. Their offense, a lot of teams are just going to have trouble keeping up with them sometimes. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, even if they fall behind in some games, I feel like they're not going to be out of it. Yep. And Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger back, is going to be huge. Yep. Um, and Chandler Jones can't has to be better than what Dwight Freeney was down the stretch, and Freeney <laughs> was really good. So, um, yeah, I, I think this is a re- another team that could, like, if it's Denver and Arizona in the Super Bowl, I w- that would be uh, not surprising in the least. The Bengals... Man, that's it, nine, ten wins. Feels like they're exactly where they're gonna be yep. uh, without Hugh Jackson. Yeah, give me the under. I don't feel good about it, but give me the under. So the Cardinals, we both, we all three of us seem pretty confident on that one. Is out of we're about two thirds of the way through, maybe three quarters. Is that is that the lock so far? Has there been any that you've been more confident in? You seem uh, pretty confident in the Broncos, Kyle. But. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident in Denver. But, yeah, Arizona is definitely the one I'm the most confident in, for sure. Man, that 9.5 line. That that was on Bovada yesterday, too, yeah. that 9.5. I feel more confident, I think, in the Chargers. Chargers at 7.5. Arizona, I mean, you guys should feel pretty good about them. They have their starting running back, Chris Johnson, back. So, uh, <laughs> exactly. Ellington will spell Chris Johnson. Yeah, exactly. Bit. David Johnson needs to take his reps and get ready. Maybe 2017 will be his year. Special teams. <laughs> Special teams work. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I think uh, I got in a discussion with Dylan Lurch and Kean Fahey about mm-hmm. uh, about him today, and Kean was saying, "What would David Johnson have to do to hit the hype?" You know, yeah. he's like two thousand yards and fifteen touchdowns, basically at this point, because yeah. the hype is so unreal. I mean, that um, seems like his floor at this point, so I think you'd have to have <laughs> that. It, it's, it's like last year when, like, fantasy Twitter was predicting Abdullah, was, like, hyping Abdullah up to, like, 2,000 yards and 20 touchdowns, yeah. you know? Yeah. Boy, did you see the preseason run, Scott? He's Barry Sanders 2.0. I know, <laughs> I know. We, fantasy Twitter is, is just an interesting thing, how it loves to, like... I've mentioned this to Ty before. I might have mentioned it on the show. It doesn't feel like fantasy Twitter has a middle ground. Nobody can just be okay, or there, there. You can't have a player and be like, uh, I don't really have much of a take on him. Yeah. I, I feel that way all the time about right. players, but no, no. In fantasy Twitter, you either have to think he's <laughs> the greatest thing ever, or that he's not even fit to wear an NFL uniform. That's right. So, it's it's unbelievable to to me sometimes. Let's uh let's jump over here. Did I I don't know if I gave mine. I I'm gonna go over on the Cardinals. I'm gonna go right at nine wins for the Bengals. So yeah. just slightly under their nine nine point five. Okay, yeah, I, I can I, see that. I I think they're gonna I think they're gonna miss Eifert early, and I think they're I think they're gonna realize that that wide receiver two is gonna have some growing pains. Uh, I think they might lose some games because of that. You're gonna piss people off with this. You know, everybody's talking about Tyler Boyd right now. Right. Oh yeah, Tyler Boyd. Sorry, yeah. nine and a half. Uh, I'm gonna go over 14 wins. <laughs> uh, Dallas Cowboys and Indianapolis Colts also at nine and a half. Yeah, give me the under on the Cowboys Ooh. and the over on the Colts. Give me oh. the over on the Colts. Um, I think that's a 10 to 11 win team. Man, Dallas. Uh, give me the under, but just barely. I think they're like the Bengals, nine nine and seven. 
See, yeah, I'm with you. I think that they're they're the team that's going to compete with the Giants. I like Washington too. I think that's going to be one of those crowded nine and seven final weeks. One of them, one of those two teams, one of those three teams is going to have ten wins, and the other two are going to have nine wins, kind of kind of deals or something, or like a ten nine eight type of yeah. deal. I'm going to go with with you, Kyle, and say Cowboys at nine. But it would not surprise me if they hit 10. But I'm going to go with 9. I think they're going to go just under. The Colts, man, we're already predicting the Texans to be pretty good and the Jaguars to be pretty good. Okay, so I'm going to go under with the Colts. God, Are you? No, wow. I'm, no, I'm going to go over. 10 wins, exactly 10 wins. God, I'm going is... to flip-flop too, Scott. I'm going to go under. Uh, That's rough. It's... Their offensive line has questions. Their their defense is a little questionable. I know we love T- Dante Moncrief and T.Y. T- Hilton, and I think Luck's legit, but, man, I, I Basically, can't. if you're listening at home, guys, do not bet on the Colts. Kyle yeah. and I cannot decide on this line. <laughs> Nine and a half. I, oh. If we set the line at eight and a half, would you take the over at that point, or is that still too close? I think at eight and a half I would be betting the over. So you think, think they're going to win nine games? Sounds like it, doesn't it? Through this discussion. <laughs> sounds, sounds like we've, we've uh, parsed that one out. Nine wins. Mark it so down. many nine-win teams. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. What we got? Chiefs and Vikings, also nine and a half. Yeah, give me the under on both of those. Oof, the Vikings with the second easiest schedule in the NFL, and he goes under. Doesn't yeah. matter. They have the second worst quarterback, also. Yeah, but they also have one of the best running backs and an amazing defense. Give me the over on both of those. Wow. They're both ten-win teams. I look at the Vikings' schedule, and if they if they don't win ten games, it'll be because Adrian Peterson and four defensive members got injured. <laughs> four good ones too, like the end of last year. Harrison Smith and Anthony Barr out. Adrian Peterson is injured. In my mind, it's gonna. Uh, it's this probably sounds like homerism, but I cannot see that team winning less than ten ten games this year. Yeah, totally with you. I mean, the Bears are gonna. Those, those are two losses for for the Bears, and two lo- uh, or I guess two wins for the Vikings against the Bears. Two wins. For the Vikings against the Lions, that's four wins right there. I think the Vikings are good. I think they're they're a legit playoff team once again. Did you say what you had on the Chiefs, Kyle? I took the over on the Chiefs. I think they're very good. I think having Jamal Charles back is going to make that offense work, and that that defense is really really good. Yeah, hmm. I'm 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 going to go the over on the Chiefs too. Uh, I think that they are probably the team I would bet on winning that division. I know that you have Denver, but yeah. I I could see this being the Chiefs' year there. Wow. <laughs> Ty doesn't like the Ty doesn't like Jamal Charles love. <laughs> yeah, and I hate Jamal Charles. He's terrible. <laughs> All right, Panthers and Packers at ten and a half. Packers with the easiest schedule in the NFL. Yeah, this one surprisingly difficult. I'm taking the over on the Packers. Mm-hmm. Under on the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Fifteen win team from last year. A lot of hashtag regression talk out there. <laughs> yeah, but even if they hashtag regress and they still win twelve games, that's over by a game and a half. Right. Uh, get, give me the over for both. I think I have them both. Both Packers and Panthers is over as well. Uh, I can see the Packer, the Panthers regressing a little bit, but yeah, regressing down to ten. That that seems really low. Yeah, Panthers. I'm gonna go over Packers over Patriots. What do you think? Ten and a half. 
Patriots at ten and a half. Wow. Because I want to say they're a ten-win team. <laughs> so. You got four games with Garoppolo, but that is four games that they could easily win to anywhere between two and four. They could yep. probably they might go three and one there. Yep, and they're not losing once Brady comes back. So give yeah. me that over for sure. It feels that way, doesn't it? That it's just going to be a big screw you to her. I'm taking the under. I'm going to say ten wins. Watch the Patriots go eighteen and one. Just they'll lose their first game and then win out. <laughs> I am going to go one over at 11 and 5. Mm, okay. Steelers 10 and a half. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to say under also like me. I can see them 9 10 wins. Yeah. I uh, I'm thinking like 7 or 8 wins for Pittsburgh. I think not having Martavis is going to be bad for them. Their defense is better. I still don't think it's great. You know, who knows what how much of Le'Veon Bell we get, you know, all year long. I'm thinking yeah, I'm thinking like 7 8 wins. Give give me the under. I hate you, Kyle. <laughs> because that is where I was going to go. I was We had several years in a row there where there was like the Ravens and the Steelers or the Bengals and the Steelers. You know, they were having two teams either get in the playoffs or fight to get in the playoffs. I think this is this year that division is going to be one of the teams will win nine or ten, probably nine like the Bengals. And it's going to be like seven wins and less for the rest. And I think the Steelers are going to be that seven or eight win team. I have them well under 10. I don't think they're going to be able to overcome, even though they're talented enough to to potentially overcome. I have them under by a couple of games, probably. Uh, I do not like the Steelers this year. I actually think I actually think the wild cards are gonna are gonna come from like the the Texans, Jags, Colts, or the you know the Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders type of area. I think that's where the wild cards are going to come from this year. Yeah, I could totally see the AFC West having two wild card teams, like the Broncos win, and then like the. Uh, Chiefs and then either the Chargers or the Raiders being in their wild card yep. team. Yep, easily. All right, uh, Seattle Seahawks ten and a half. This is the final one in the wins. Yeah, give me the under again. <laughs> I seem quite pessimistic with this. <laughs> I doesn't think any teams are gonna win. Everyone's just no, gonna go out suck. and lose. <laughs> give me the over. Two games against the Niners. Two games against the Rams. They they can find a way to win a few more. Uh, maybe split with Arizona. Yeah, I think 11-12 wins is, is definitely in the cards for them. I'm going to take the over just barely at 11, probably. I think we went over those pretty well. Uh, do not bet on those because we probably got most of them wrong. Sorry, go, go, bet on the, go bet on the Colts game. More sure. yeah. Yes, put a lot of money on the Colts. Just like mortgage your house, it'll be okay. <laughs> See, we need that. We need that quick speaking lawyer guy to speak it here at the end of our uh, <laughs> at the segment. These are not actual. I don't know about this. All right, so let's move on to the rush player props. Now, these, as we said before, these are not Vegas. Bovada doesn't have current player props up, but they did earlier, and some of them I'm just looking at, like, like in early May, like that Ezekiel Elliott, like 900 yards, and I'm like. Yeah, I think I'm gonna boost that to a thousand to make it a little, mm-hmm. a little tougher for you guys to decide. I just didn't love those lines, and I thought that the lines I made up here are a little bit better. And I, I'm, I'm guessing when the net, the props come out right before the season, they'll be a little better than what they were. So let's, uh, let's hit these pretty quick. All right, Jamal Charles over under 1,250 total yards. Uh, give me the over. He, he's going to have probably 1,000, 1,100 yards rushing and then another couple hundred in the passing game. Uh, I'm in on Charles for sure. Over for Charles for Prez. Me too. I, man, I really like him this year. I, I, I bought up quite a few shares. Um, 
But I don't think that 1250 is ridiculous. I think there's fair concern that they might limit him a little bit, that Ware might get some. Maybe he finally will hit a little bit of a wall. Peterson, 1,300 yards rushing. Yeah, you can give me the over on this one too, Scott. Uh, I think this is AP's final year in, Miami, or in uh, Minnesota. Yep. They're going to run him till the wheels fall off. 1,300, 1,400 yards is definitely in the cards. Yeah, I'll take the over also. I don't see him slowing down yet, and uh, I've mentioned it on the show before. I'm with Kyle. I've I've mentioned it this summer a couple times. I, I, I don't know that Peterson's a Viking next year, and I think they're going to run the hell out of him. So yep. Ezekiel Elliott, 1,000 yards rushing. Uh, I'll take the over. I, I think they're going to let him run starting game one. The offensive line is sick. That helps their defense not get obliterated when on the field. Give, give me that over. So no rookie wall, no uh, no injuries, no uh, sharing of the carries. You think you think it's all him day one? Yep, I'm I'm in on Elliott. If I, if I'm drafting today, he's my number one running back. I am too. I just I just want it. Whoa, number one. Okay. Wow. Uh, Ty, thousand yards, Elliott. I'm still in shock here. Uh, <laughs> Kyle's dropping some heat. Uh, give me the under thousand rushing yards. I'll take the under on that. Yeah, the like I said, the Vegas line earlier this year was 900, and Vegas a lot of times they're, they know they do know their stuff. They're and a lot smarter than I am, so very much so. <laughs> David Johnson, thousand yards rushing, under, but just barely. Like if it, it was like 1,200 total yards, I'd probably say over, but I'm thinking like nine, 950 in terms of rush yards. Man, I'm I'm so with you, Kyle. I have him the same. I I think he'll be just under. Uh, I, I I would not be shocked if he gets even four or five hundred yards receiving, probably four hundred mm-hmm. something. Yeah. But I think the rushing is going to be more in the nine hundred range. I don't love him as a between the tackles runner, even though I think he can improve there. But uh, yeah, give me the under on the thousand. Yeah, I'll take the under on David Johnson thousand rushing yards. Oh man, <laughs> truthers are going to come after us hard. How many un- unsubscribes did we just get? Like we bat- we we it's crazy that we like David Johnson. I I have him in my top 4. I, I just don't. maybe it's pushing me to be a little more contrarian just yeah. the fact that everybody else is like he's going to he's going to have 27,000 combined yards this year. It just it's crazy to me. I know he's a better player, but this is I feel like we're having the same conversations last year about CJ Anderson, about Jeremy Hill. I just I, I mean we saw it for a nice chunk of this like four or five week stretch. Saw a little bit in the playoffs. I just I, I'm having a hard time buying in fully on him. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean I I've made trades for him. I have shares of him. I do like him a lot. Yeah, sometimes we need to temper these things a little more. Adrian Peterson, double digit touchdowns every year yep. that he has played more than one game. <laughs> yep. And he is double keep digits that going. this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Give me uh give me like 12 touchdowns for Peterson. Yep, I'll take the over on 10. He's going to score 13, 14 touchdowns. He's such a perfect... St- he's like my number one player overall in standard this year. Again, like it, he's probably been that way a couple times. Yeah. Gio, 1,100 total yards. Gio Bernard. Just under. I, I think he's going to pl- approach that number pretty dang close, but I, I don't think he quite gets there. Thinking like, you know, 500 and something rushing yards and... Another four hundred and something uh, receiving yards, and right, right, right there, just not eclipsing it. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the over on that. I think that he's gonna have to pick up some of the slack with the players they've lost. I know Tyler Boyd's there, Brandon LaFell, but really, it's it's AJ Green and then whoever else can fill a role, and they know Geo's you know, capable. 
I, I picked that number because he was at about 1,200 his first year, and then he was at about 1,000 his next year, and then he was about 1,200 last year. So he's he's always been right in that middle. So once again, I feel with Eifert injured and coming back and with that wide receiver two situation, I feel like he's going to have to pick up slack. I'm taking the over ever so slightly. Probably another 1,200 total yard season. Yeah. Your guys' boy, Henry, 600 rushing yards. Nope. Uh, I think he's going under 600. Maybe, maybe like 450, something like that. I, I, don't, I don't think he approaches 600. That's exactly the way I feel. Derrick Henry, he's going to stay in the back seat while DeMarco Murray runs it. Man, you guys are... <laughs> wow. Plus Bishop Sankey's still there, so that'll right, be a couple hundred yards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tony <Antonio laughs> Andrews. <laughs> wow, I did not expect you guys to, to be that. I, I'm not a big let, Henry fan, honestly, even let, after the first preseason game. Let me put it this way. 600 yards. I mean, if they do this dynamic, that's 30, what, 37, 38 rushing yards per game. Okay. Oh, man. I'm going to go over. <laughs> I'm Oh, man. I did not expect you guys to go under, but I'm going to go over. <laughs> Yeah, I'm worried about that offensive line. I don't know if our defense is going to be good enough to let us run it that much. He'll just, bail through I, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll make a bunch of jump cuts and spin moves, and you know, with his elusiveness. Yeah, he's yeah. Yeah, so agile. <laughs> That's what yeah. he's known for. <laughs> yeah, only in the buffet line, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> nice. This one I, I put in for fun: Cam Newton, Tyrod Taylor, and Russell William. Russell Wilson, Russell Williams totally throws it off. <laughs> yeah. 325 rush attempts combined. I'm they're gonna go only, over. They're the only three quarterbacks that rushed for over 100 last year. They were somewhere near that last year. Uh, do you think it happens again? Yep, I will absolutely take the over. I'll take the under on that. You expecting one of them to regress, or just you expecting like right around 100 each? No, I'm kind of looking at it. Um, I think they'll all just step back a little bit. You know, the Seahawks have made a hard effort to bring in the running backs. I think Cam Newton, I don't I don't think he'll have to run quite as much. And then Tyrod Taylor, I do think he'll be he'll be running all over the place. But Shady McCoy's right for now, he's healthy. So that should take a little pressure off Tyrod. I'm going to go over, but hesitantly. I think it's going to be really, really close. It's one of those that I see that line, and I'm probably not betting it. Marcus Mariota, 25 total touchdowns. Last year he had 19 and missed four games. Oh, man, this is a tough one. I'm going to go over. It's a really good number. I'm hoping you know, by going over that he plays all 16 games, throws a little bit more. Maybe Rashard Matthews is a little bit better. Yeah, like if he goes over, it's not going to be by a lot, but I think 26, 27, 28 definitely in the wheelhouse. Okay, I'm going to take the under on that, unfortunately. Ever the optimist. Yeah. <laughs> we need Debbie Downer sounds every time Ty speaks. Uh, bum, bum, I, I personally think he's probably going to be right where Kyle said, 25 to 27 total touchdowns. But if you told me, Scott, you have to put 20 bucks on this, I'm probably putting my money on the under. It's safer to go under. Things go wrong. Maybe the offense sputters. Maybe the wide receivers don't gel with Mariota. Maybe he gets injured. I think the safe money is going under here. Romo, over under 12 starts. I, I took this, the Asylum did, said this, said over under 12 starts for Romo uh, like a few weeks ago. And then like the very next day, ESPN said the same exact thing. They did an over <laughs> under Romo 12 starts. So what the hell, over under 12 starts for Romo. 
Give me that over. He is going to play 16 games this year, folks. Boom. Yep. At the QB Zekiel one. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I think he is a QB one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was not joking. I love getting Romo. You know, as a late round quarterback grab. Absolutely. Having that running game is going to keep him healthy all year long. What do you think, Ty? You should know what I think. No, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, over 12 starts. Yeah, I'm going over as well. AJ Green, 100 receptions. Give me the over by probably 20 or 30 receptions. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Over. <laughs> yeah. When I saw when I saw the line remotely close to that, I'm like, what are they talking about? As Ty knows, <laughs> and Kyle, if you're a listener, I've been touting AJ Green all summer, and there are a lot of people on that bandwagon now, which is kind of fun to hear, but. I said earlier this year, I would not be shocked if he's wide receiver one this year. Yep, would not I'm be shocked t- at all. I have him as number four in my rankings. Uh, I will take him over anybody not named Tony O'Brown, Julio Jones, or Odell Beckham. Yeah, it's it's weird that I think he could you know, have a better season than them, but I, I don't have the balls to pick him over them. Jeff Janis, four for 95 and zero touchdowns on his career. Will he beat those numbers this year? <laughs> Uh, yes. Four four ninety five and zero. You think he'll get five for ninety six and one? You think that's man? See, I I like that over ninety five. I I could see him getting a long touchdown, but like two two catches. Uh, (laughs) You know what? No, no, he's not going to beat that. (laughs) He's not going to beat that. See, the over under a half a touchdown is interesting. Yeah. Like, that's interesting action. I can see him squeaking one out. Yeah, sure. see, I, I take the touchdowns. It's the four catches that I'm worried about. Yeah, that is tough. Yeah, see, I think he's going to get over 95 and a half yards. I think he'll get... Uh, then you got to be going over on the... I am, yeah. And, and the then touch. You're going over on all of them, aren't all you? All of them. Yep, give me all of them. And I'm not even a Janus truther. I it's it's sad. I even traded for Janice in one league. I made a guy throw him in as a throw in in the trade. Uh, but yeah, I have I have more shares of Janice than I probably should admit. I'm not a Janice truther, but I like the potential. This is really tough for me though. I think it's hard to ignore that it's he's either not good at football at at an NFL level. Yeah. Or he just does not fit with the Packers or just not with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I think I think any of that is possible. He might be one of those guys like Charles Johnson that can go somewhere else and, and be a little more successful. I'm going under on receptions and yards. I'm going to go over on touchdowns because I think there, okay. there's a shot. The, yeah. the, the Packers will need to throw a Hail Mary up or something. Yep. Clark, yeah. If yeah. you can't if you can't work with Aaron Rodgers, I just I just think you you don't have the talent to play in the NFL. Yeah, like, who can't work with Aaron Rodgers? That's we've weird. seen James Jones not be able to stick on rosters and go back to Green Bay and score like thirty five thousand touchdowns. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh Frank loves you right now. Gronk ten and a half touchdowns. He's got ten or more touchdowns in five of six NFL seasons, but he doesn't have Brady for four games. I don't think his current injury is a big deal, but. Uh, Ten and a half touchdowns. I am going to take the under. I think not having not having Brady for four games. I think maybe he misses a game. I think the Patriots will feel more comfortable, like if he has to miss a game or two, knowing Martellus Bennett is there. Yeah, maybe Bennett steals a couple yeah. that should have been Gronk's. 
Yeah, I mean, we, we saw it with, with Scott Chandler last year. They were trying to get him involved. He just kept dropping because he's got bricks for hands. So. Not e- uh, yeah, and well, who was it two years ago? Uh, Tim Wright, didn't he have like yeah. five or six yeah. touchdowns or something ridiculous? Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you want to set the over-under at like 15, 16, 17, I'd, I'd probably take the over on all those. But yeah, get, give me the under on 10.5. Yeah, I'll take the I'll take the over on ten and a half. I mean, the only reason I think if you're gonna take the under is if you're planning on him missing more than one game. Logically, I mean, I do think Martellus is gonna gonna steal some, but I don't think it's gonna be enough to to keep him out. I mean, he's gonna get twelve games as of right now with Brady. You know, he's gonna have a couple touchdowns in one game. He might he might have a you know miss a couple games, but I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I gotta go over. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going over as well. I I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that he gets one or two with Garoppolo. I definitely think that you're going to see one of those Brady Gronk three touchdown games or something somewhere down the line. I'm going to go over, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's just like ten or eleven or twelve this year. But I'm going to go over. Damn it, um, you guys talked me into it. Give me the even. <laughs> you had you had a lot of great points, Kyle. I just <laughs> I just feel like the the Patriots are going to have this this Gronk U tour. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. No, I'm I'm 100% with you, and I, I think they're gonna rip off wins as soon as they come back. And if that's a few more Gronk touchdowns at the end of games that they're up by, you know, 20 points, then you know, 11 or 12, I, I think is. Yeah, you guys are probably right. It's it's probably pretty safe. All right, Delaney Walker, your boy, Ty. 80 mm-hmm. receptions. He's had 60, 63, and 94 the last three years. I will take the over on 80. Yeah, I will absolutely take the the over on that. Just going back with what I we were saying. Made that higher. I yeah. think I think it was at like seventy seven or something. If you know. made it ninety, I'd have a really hard time taking the over. But I think <laughs> there's that possibility. <laughs> I still I think their defense is gonna be atrocious. They're gonna wanna run the ball, but they to stay in the games, they're gonna have to throw it. And what as about, most people want to talk about Tajay Sharp and Rashard Matthews, I still think it's Delaney Walker. Let let, let me push you here, Ty. You said you'd have trouble with ninety. What about a hundred? <laughs> but I uh-huh. give you five to one odds. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, I, receptions, but you're, you're yeah, five dollars. I put five bucks on that. Uh, <laughs> I just looking at uh, just the straight number, I would say under a hundred. But I, I do think it's you're looking at like right at ninety. I think I, I think I saw some like from earlier. I think it was like seventy-seven or something like that. But I mean, DGB was still there, and like things were different. So. Yeah, I don't think DGB leaving Tennessee matters at all for Delaney Walker. I think it actually made me feel a little more comfortable about Delaney. I thought maybe yeah. with DGB and Matthews they would sprinkle around just enough where he'd be kind of in that uh, you know, 70, 80 range. But with him gone, yeah, give me the over on that for sure. Speaking of DGB being gone, Justin Hunter, 30 receptions. <laughs> I think DGB. he's had... I think Justin Hunter has had 22 and 28 the last two years, something like that. So Justin Hunter survived <laughs> longer than DGB. <laughs> Bishop Sankey, the same thing. Yeah. Oh, God. Give me the under. Yeah, give me the under. Get oh, that, man, just, Ty, just what has him. happened? What, what are you doing with your Justin Hunter jersey these days, Ty? <laughs> Wiping my ass with it. <laughs> Josh Gordon, 60 receptions. And the, the number was actually well lower than that, but I figured five per game because he's only going to play 12. What do you think? Over. Mm, damn. I, 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 would, I really want to say over. I'm going to say under on that. I think you're looking at 50 to 55. Yeah, so 60. I'm going to go under. Slightly, I think Ty might be right. I think it's going to be right in that 55 range, but it would not shock me if it's over either. That's I feel like that's a good spot. All right, so 
my timeline's been blown up with Terrell Pryor tweets. Who do you think has uh, more receptions, Josh Gordon or Terrell Pryor? Josh I'm the Gordon. biggest Ohio State homer there is, and I'll still say Josh Gordon. Yeah, okay. Josh Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I have not been on Twitter tonight. Really, all day, very much. I made a tweet or two earlier. but uh, Pryor caught a 50-yard bomb from RG3, and everybody's mm. talking about it. And that's it? Just one bomb? One, one preseason bomb? bomb dropped right and... in his lap and touchdown. Yeah, now he's the greatest of all time. No, wow. he was the greatest of all time. Just now everybody knows him. Oh, <laughs> Tavon Austin. Let's set yeah, the line at 40 rushes and 60 receptions. I will gladly take the under on both. Man, I'll take the under also. It's close, though. I think he could get up there with the receptions. Just uh, those little dump-offs. I would say the receptions are going to go under. Slightly over on the rushes. I think he's going to get right about 40. Yeah, I think those numbers are pretty spot on. I, I'm thinking like 30-something rushes and like 50 to 55 catches. It's weird to be predicting a wide receiver for this many yeah. rushes at all. Like that. That's why like my I'm hesitant and I want to go under because it just doesn't make sense for a wide receiver to be running the ball that much. <laughs> Des Bryant, 10.5 touchdowns. That was legitimately the line too. Give me the over on that all day long. These next two were the legit lines. Yeah, give me the over. I'm thinking like 13, 14, 15 touchdowns, especially I, I'm thinking Romo's healthy all season long. Yeah, I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take the over. Ten and a half touchdowns for Des. Give me over. Not only am I going to go over, but I'm going to go bold and say Des Bryant leads the NFL in touchdown receptions for wide receiver this year. Wow. OBJ. Like I said, the legitimate line, at least when I last looked it up, 11 and a half touchdowns. I would gladly take the over on this one as well. Uh, 12, 13 touchdowns, I think, is definitely in the cards for OBJ. I'm, I'm going over as well. I'm going under. I think you're looking at 9, 10. All right. We're going to end this show with a, a little shout-outs to some people in the fantasy industry, either a person or podcast or article or a tweet thread or something. I didn't say it last week probably because we were drinking a lot. <laughs> and, and if you listen to this show, you know that I generally when we do stuff like this, I, I like to give credit where credit is due. So I just wanted to say that, you know, like NFL, I know that there are several shows that do this, but NFL Fantasy Live does daily daps and it's awesome. Every time I hear it, I love it. They, they now have a dap tracker Twitter account that a fan of theirs made, which is really cool. I'm a big fan of supporting the industry and giving props to people and maybe shining a light on some people on, in the industry. So uh, I thought it'd be good to, every once in a while, giving some, some shout-outs. Ty, you want to start with uh, a shout-out to someone in the fantasy industry or something in the fantasy industry? Yeah, dude, I want to I wanna give a, a little hat tip to Matt, the franchise, from NFL.com. He wrote an article on Kristen Michael, okay? And I know that takes a little bit of balls because everybody's down on him, or I don't know. He's, you know now he's starting to pick back up some <laughs> it's hype. It's interesting, yeah. Yeah, it was like everybody's down on him, and then you get ridiculed for liking him because, like, everybody's been burned by him. And now he's actually, he looks decent. He wrote an article about how you shouldn't just assume that Thomas Rawls is the guy. So, uh, yeah, check it out, NFL.com. Nice, nice. I actually had a couple I wanted to do this week, but I fell asleep and forgot what they were. So I'm just <laughs> going to go with the one that I put down earlier in the week. Uh, the Asylum Podcast is back. 
and it is one of the rare podcasts that if it goes over an hour and fifteen hour and ten minutes, which it does frequently, I still listen to it. I, yeah. They're really good, and I think why I'm willing to listen to it so long is they do talk mostly fantasy football, but they talk lots of other stuff too, and their chemistry is some of the best chemistry in the industry. Yep. Um, Leaguer and so, Briggs. Flieger and Briggs. So I, I love that podcast. They're back. They they had the Fireside Sports Show. Yeah. They tried that for a little bit, but they're back as the Asylum now. So look them up on iTunes, Asylum Fantasy Football Podcast or something like that. Okay, Kyle, who do you got? I wanted to shout out uh, JJ Zacharyson um, and the Living the Stream podcast. They're doing a basically they have a, a bunch of really cool T-shirts on the, on LateRoundQB.com. But the reason I want to shout them out is because basically all proceeds of these shirts go to No Kid Hungry. So not only do you get like a rad shirt, but you're helping out a good organization. You know, so I, I know Scott's a big proponent of giving back through the fantasy industry. So I, I thought that was pretty rad, and uh, I definitely ordered myself a uh, Alex Jesus Smith shirt today. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's crazy how how much just giving some of your clothes that you don't wear at all anymore or 5 bucks or 10 bucks. It does so much for some people and I, I'm glad that they do that. I definitely I love that shout out. Yeah, that is awesome. Okay, well that's going to wrap up episode 41. Uh, be sure to follow Kyle at Notorious Crow, Notorious K-R-O. Uh, Kyle, actually, do you have any uh, anything you wanted to plug for us? Yeah, definitely. So the Fake Pigskin Draft Guide just came out, so you can get download that for completely free. Just go to fakepigskin.com, and it'll go right to your email inbox. Do me a favor and check out the Angle of Pursuit podcast. Me and Ron McLeese and Damian Dabrowski host multiple episodes a week talking all kinds of fantasy goodness. We just had Alex Gelhar on. We had uh, Jason Braddock on. So we try and bring in some, some good guests and cover as much fantasy goodness as we possibly can. Yeah, that's awesome. It's definitely one of my favorite downloads. All right, well, thanks for joining us tonight, Kyle. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely, us. this is a blast. Awesome. Yeah, you can follow Scott at scottfish24 and follow me at tynstl. We will see you next week. Okay, you're going to get time out.